0: Hey, I tried to make this recording like three times already. (laughs) It must be one of those really important things that I need to just push through and just do anyways, no matter how sloppy or however, you know, however it goes, but I just need to do this minimum viable product thing. So anyways, I'm in this thought process right now where I'm just kind of reviewing a little bit of what I remember. Come to the kitchen. Come to the kitchen. um, what I remember about, um, yesterday trying to shift some desires and perspectives, creating new habits, basically, right. Creating a whole new success engineering quadrant around a specific area of my life, you know? So I, I did that yesterday. And as I was shifting in that mentality, it became a thing at the end of the day, not necessarily connected with those things, but potentially right because I was kind of laying the foundations for wanting change to happen right so as I was already in that mode yeah this is for soy sauce later after we clean up so after being in this mode for a little bit then at the end of the day I was like okay but honestly though like there's some things that's going on right now in my life my kids life you know, our, our interaction with our community, as well as our educational path, all of those things, something is just a little bit off, right? I can feel like if we continue in this path, it's just going to lead to further lead us further into a path where we end up and we're like, why, how, what, like, how did we get here basically? Right. Versus, you know, ending up into a path of like, oh I'm so glad I made those choices, right? I'm so glad that fill in the blank. Um so, you know, there was some of that. Um and I was just kind of feeling like, so then what, right? Do I switch boards? You know, do we switch our environment that way? Do, like what needs to happen? And I was really fixed on that for a little bit. I was like, oh yeah, da 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 that's what we need to do. But then as I pondered even further this morning again It became really clear where it's like, but at the end of the day, regardless of what board I'm choosing, regardless of whatever, at the end of the day, it's the parents, right? It's the parents and their own success engineering map and how that looks and how it coincides with what they're doing. And basically then is it a thing to be like, now, is there a board necessarily that would fit in being able to encourage this? quadrant machine to work for this parent, for this family, for these kids the most, right? That would be the most receptive, that would be the most um, supportive and, and um, give that space for that innovation, give that space for that level of living their learning lifestyle, basically, right? And so that's kind of what I'm working with now is like coming into this place of okay, so that is what I'm working with actually, right? It's like, regardless of whatever board I'm with, really, because at the end of the day, I might just choose no board, right? Because at the end of the day, I just need to not be connected with people where I feel like I need to behave in a certain way so that other people will give me um, certain benefits or certain, certain supports or certain things, especially when those behaviors are not really in alignment with being supportive of my nature, my energy type, my, my, the strengths that I'm working on strengthening, right? You know, and then there's the other part of me being like, okay, but like in being involved with this kind of environment and culture, Are they helping encourage any habits though and any kinds of things that I actually do want to improve, right? I have to question those things, you know, because I woke up today and I was basically had a prayer in my heart being like, okay, I think I'm piecing together all of these pieces, you know, with this one group of people, the, you know, Gottman, John Gottman is this author about marriage, those kinds of things. And something that he mentioned has stuck with me. All this time it's something i'm still pondering this idea that anytime someone has a problem in a relationship it's either a perpetual problem or it's a solvable problem right so they say hey solvable problems are things where it's circumstantial right in this kind of circumstance this becomes a problem so how can we fix that for that specific circumstance right whereas if we have a solvable a perpetual problem that is typically connected I think they they mentioned it in the book or the course or something that is typically connected with something to do with how they were raised, right? So it it is a perpetual thing because that's their natural default. That's how they were nurtured. That's just, that is basically, yeah, like that is part of that makeup. So it's something that people need to, in some ways, relax about um, to the point where they can just realize that one of the steps in in some way, not solving a perpetual problem, but in addressing sol- like perpetual problems, is to open the dialogue about it so that you can open the fresh air and allow for those things to not be so much of a stress trigger point, but uh, we're managing it, you know, because we're talking about it, we're we're starting the process right they don't go into the details of the next steps right so so what happens after you dialogue it right they just say to dialogue it right they don't go into the details of you know what all the other stuff that i know about like growth mindset kind of things or like eternal learning and eternal miracles and and working with heavenly father's ability to to change hearts and you know to to just allow for so much movement and so much miracle of, of things transforming, of things metamorphosizing, right? And so that's, that's where that's at. So, so then in gathering my thoughts on all of these things, plus, so then I was in my bedroom, just kind of praying. I'm like, so what do I do? Because I realized that there's this like perpetual thing. This is how I was raised or, you know, any person that's a certain way. It is how they were raised. So they, they act out in specific ways because that's how they were raised. So then what do we do with ourselves? When, after that equation has happened, like, do we, just, do we just stay where we were from where we were raised? Or what? And then as I was pondering even further, it became pretty clear. Thankfully, my husband was listening to Atomic Habits at the time that just really brought it down to home. I was being like, hey, so I can't change my past. I'm still dealing with what is my present because of my past, but what does it look like looking at now and into the future? Knowing what I know now, what do I do? What do I do with myself? You know, like, what does this even look like moving forward? So then I step into this, I think it's chapter nine of this atomic habits book where it's like, Hey, the role of family and friends in, in like, basically like creating habits, and a culture and an identity around these habits and those kinds of things. And I was like pondering all this on all of this beautiful stuff, right? You know, they, they talk about, Oh, like, you know, typically there's the, like there's this case study, they, they, this example that they had of, oh, well, there's this business that was started. It's called Nerd Fitness. It's for people that are not fit, that do with computers a lot, that are like, you know, it's like their whole slogan is for those people. Right. Like that are just not necessarily geared to to think that way, to think like an athlete, to think like, you know, think that way, right? So, so then they created they allowed for that culture to come into this new habit structure, right? And I thought that was amazing. Um and then and then they talk about all the background of why why it became so successful and why it stuck, why it worked, all this stuff. They even talked about, "Hey, there's this one robotics group where, you know, 10 out of like 10 people join this group. And, you know, four out of the 10 people in this robotics little club became astronauts, right? So what does that tell people? It's like, hey, if you want to become an astronaut, you get better chances if you're in this group, right? Um, because of their, you know, statistics or whatever. And then they even go on to say, hey, if you, you know... If you hang around with a lot of people with a higher IQ, the likelihood of you increasing your IQ, whatever, is like higher, you know, like they talk all about this stuff. And then as I was piecing all those pieces together, I was like, I get it. I get it, I understand that on a personal level now, right? You know, like I was raised in an environment where junk food was a free-for-all, right? Like screens was a free-for-all, time was a free-for-all, I didn't have to do any chores, any of that, right? But when I choose, chose to enter an environment where I was in a very rigorous, studious program, it was like a French immersion program, right? Where it's like everybody drops out of it. It's like got a 50% dropout rate, rate because most people aren't ready to be in that level of a rigor in, in studies that they could just do well in if they were just doing it in English, right? So it's super discouraging for a lot of people. So a lot of people dropped out, right? But for those of us that stuck in, it became so that I was surrounded with some exceptional people for most of my youthhood. Right. I was surrounded around athletes that were just excelling like in their sport. like, you know, they would spend like two to five hours on their sport every day. Right. I was surrounded by people who had good families that backed them up. You know, I was surrounded by people that, that had good intentions. Right good values, wanting to create a good life kind of a thing, right? And so it became a thing for me over time where I transitioned out of the junk food life. I transitioned out of the, the screen life and, and I transitioned into a life where I was like, oh, well, I'm going to register for a sport. I'm going to be like a rugby player and a wrestler and like, I'm going to try volleyball and soccer and I'm going to like love gym class because all of my friends love gym and they're like, you know, they just show up to gym class and it looks like that they've been, been an Olympic athlete in all of these sports for their whole life. Right. And then I'm just like, wow, like that's nuts. So then I was talking with my husband about this concept. It's like, I get it now. You know, I may have been able and and then as like a result of that experience, that small short blip in my youthhood allows for me today, for example, to have a really great perspective about physical education, physical literacy and physical activity. Like I'm totally motivated constantly. You know, it's 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 quite often that I'll be doing yoga every day, if not twice a day. Right. Or going on a walk or, you know, or just like being very active all day, right? Like, and making sure that that's a part of like every hour if possible. Right. And so it's a no brainer for me. It's become one of those like habits that are just like happening subconsciously. Um, so then it's like, okay, so then what, what does this look like for me though? And, and then as I was pondering even further, I talked with my husband, I was like, I get it though. Like, this is one area of my life that I might that may have worked out for me in some ways with that the role of, fam, of culture of the role of friends and things like that in shaping right so then it's like yeah that's awesome like I'm glad that it worked out there and um in other areas of my life though I really feel like you know for example let's say mothering homemaking those kinds of things right I kind of feel like I, you know, it was the Olympics, right? Let's just talk, say family and, and home making and mothering is all the Olympics, right? It's like everybody else, I feel like, was trained for the Olympics. And then I show up because I just signed up and they let me in. And so everybody else is like, you know, out of the gates, getting their gold medals, just totally rocking their socks, like rocking everyone's socks, right? And here I am just like kind of like stepping forward, be like, ah, I'm just learning how to do Olympics for the first time. They just let me in because they said that I was okay to just come in. Right. Um, But like I'm not I'm not where everyone else is. Right. And I used to be of a sort where I was like, I'm so out of place. I'm such a misfit. I really shouldn't have signed up for this. I don't even know why I'm here, right? Like, and you know, all of those kinds of things. But then at the end of the day, it's like, no, but I'm not going to turn around. I still feel like there's value in me being here and trying, right? That's all I got is a willingness to do this, right? And then after, you know, being exposed to some of the success engineering stuff, some of the atomic habit stuff, it's become really clear. Plus, like, Start With Why is another book that we read recently. It's become really clear that I get it now. I understand why I'm signed up for these Olympics and why it's going to work out. Because over time, it's going it's to work for me, right? It's like the slight edge principle, right? It's the habits. It's me choosing to be in this environment, choosing to be in an environment with lots of good moms around me. Choosing to be in an environment where all my kids can be exposed to all of these beautiful mums around me, right? Choosing to be in an environment where, you know, if I want to become a good mom, homemaker, these kinds of things, I need to be surrounded by others who are of that mindset, to, to, who have already excelled in that area, or who are striving towards that as well, right? And I feel like, if anything, I have set myself up. To be able to be in that kind of a culture, that I have a friend culture that is learning-minded, that is, you know, whole, whole body, whole well-being-minded, right? And so I might feel like I'm falling short in all these areas, um, but I kind of have a sense that it's okay because I got accepted to be able to be in this rigorous, you know, Olympics of what I call family life and like homemaking, mothering, all of those things, um, wifing, whatever. Um, and, and it's okay for me to stay in this environment and I'm, I'm welcome to continue in this path. So long as I'm ready to, to just keep, keep walking forward, keeps trying, right? Like I totally fit in, not just because I'm getting the gold medals, but because I'm here, right? So that was really nourishing to my heart and spirit to be like, okay, I get it now. That is it. That is it. It's like, I don't have to feel sad about feeling like, Oh, I didn't have this culture or whatever building me up in the past so that I can experience this in the present. I can feel excited that now that I know what I know, I can build the present so that in the future, there is that culture, right? There is a, a strong culture that is available and open and ready so that people do not have to struggle as bad as I did, I guess, to like be ready for their own Olympics, right? Um, and I don't exactly know how that will all look yet, but I have a very strong belief that I can do something, right? I can do something so that the, the greeny beginner doesn't have to be so greeny, right? That can, they can feel like wherever they're at is totally awesome because they, they chose, they chose to be on this path. They chose to, to show up, right? And, and showing up does a lot, right? Showing up means being an active participant in this culture of, of reaching towards these goals, right? And, and, And they can help and support each other. And it's amazing. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that right now.